Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth Podcast. If you've ever wished that you had somebody a few steps, maybe that's one or two, or maybe many steps ahead of you in the life or business journey. That's what this podcast is all about, where each week I'm bringing you real conversations with real life truths, real businesses, and some really amazing people. So thanks for tuning in. So glad that you're here today. I'm really excited to dive into today's topic because I think it's one that just about everyone can relate to, especially in today's world with all the influences and influencers and conveniences and speed of things and comparison and and all of that. I think contentment is so hard for a lot of people and many struggle and wrestle with this place of true and deep contentment, not just saying I am content and doing these daily affirmations, but this true inner peace and contentment and joy that comes with exactly where we are, not where we want to be, where we wish we were, where somebody else is. So in today's episode, I want to share with you a few things that I'm personally doing to ground myself these days so that I can capture all that the present has to offer and gain that true perspective and find that joy that comes with contentment with exactly where my feet are. And hopefully these will serve as encouragement and tips and tricks to help you navigate this place that you're in as well. I want to share a little bit of my backstory to give you perspective on how I can totally relate to this struggle that many of you all have as well. The most I've ever lived in the same place in the last 20 years is almost three years. And that is the current house that I live in. And truth be told, the reason we probably stayed here for almost three years is because of the pandemic. I think we've just kind of stayed here and not wanted any more change um, to happen in our lives. So my parents, um, we moved when we were in the middle of my sophomore year of high school. And even after we moved, we moved within that same city in between the time we got there and the time I graduated from high school. And then all throughout college, either studied abroad or moved to a different townhouse or apartment. And then right after college, I quickly moved to Dallas. I moved out to the West Coast. I came back to Texas. I went out to the East Coast. And so over the course of the last 20 years, I've, I've moved a lot. And even if that's in my own city, I just, I like change. I have a really hard time staying put. I just love transition. I don't know why, but I, I really enjoy the newness of things. I am enjoy just embracing different things and different cultures and different places, different food, all those kind of things. And so I find myself really challenged to be where I am, regardless if it's in the stage of parenting or the city I live in or the job that I'm working at, you know, I'm always thinking about, okay, what else could I do and how could this look different and what's next and where is next? So whether it's that influence of, of social media or maybe family expectations for you or maybe seeing your friends or family members experiencing things that you might not quite have yet. I see this a lot with people that maybe have younger siblings or um, friends or sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws, you know, people that may be a lot younger, but are in a much different stage than they are. And I find that a lot of people struggle with that comparative aspect of that. When you look at age, okay, well, if they're there, where am I supposed to be? And so I'm not happy with where I am. I got to keep working and striving and you know moving towards that next thing but i find that like most people really want to be 
somewhere else. They want to be doing something different or being further along or living out this dream that really isn't when it's all said and done fit for this stage of life per se. But here is the hidden truth in all of this. When we fix our eyes and our minds everywhere but where we are, everywhere but here, we will be everywhere but here. We will be everywhere but where we are in this present moment. We're going to end up in this state of defeat or discouragement that we aren't where we need to be or we're not where we want to be and how can they get to have those desires lived out and we're still waiting for to see ours come to fruition or subsequently you know we're we're just missing out on all the awe and wonder and beauty that this season right where we are has to offer because we are everywhere but where our feet are planted and here's what i know to be true that where you are and where i am It's all exactly where we're supposed to be. And I think I know for me personally, when I look back on my own life, when I was in certain stages or seasons or relationships and things didn't work out as planned, maybe it's even just jobs, I didn't quite understand in that moment. But now when I look back, it's all part of my story. It's all part of acquiring skills or building resilience or building strength or waiting for that next door opportunity to open. And so when I reflect back, I can see how all the pieces come together. But sometimes it's really hard when you're in the here and now to know or to think or to even imagine how this piece fits together with whatever it is that might be next. And so there's something that I want to encourage you with and whatever here looks like for you. Here, Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, this moment in time is simply this moment in time. It doesn't mean you have to stay here. It doesn't mean that you're stuck here. There is movement happening in our lives even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it. There's growth happening in those seasons, especially I know a lot of people have had this in the last couple of years where things just feel very quiet, very mundane when previously things were very chaotic and there was a lot of things going on, but there is still movement happening. Happening. I always think of that whole caterpillar analogy that the caterpillar is actually growing its wings while it's in the cocoon, in that state of kind of isolation and quiet, when you think nothing is happening is when so much transformation is truly happening. And that transformation is turning it into something so incredible. I mean, think about that. When that caterpillar comes out of the cocoon, it literally can fly. It can fly anywhere. It can see things it's never seen. It can go to places it's never been. It can experience things that it has never experienced. It is incredible in its colors. It can actually soar. It used to spend its life moving very, very, very slowly on the ground. And now it is above the ground. It can be anywhere. It can rest. It can fly. It can soar. So hopefully that visual of this transformation that happens in that season of stillness, of quiet, of mundane, when you can't even see on the outside. I mean, that caterpillar cannot see what is happening on the outside. It is literally being transformed. And so I want to encourage you with five tips and tricks that I'm currently doing to stay grounded with where my feet are, trusting that this is exactly where I need to be, knowing that transformation and movement are happening, even when sometimes I don't see it, even when I don't feel like knowing that there is something incredible on the other side if I can just be faithful to exactly where I am. So here they are. Tip number one, I'm watching and limiting what I feed my mind with. This includes 
everything that I watch, what I read, the podcasts I'm listening to, the social media uh, feeds that I'm following, every single thing that we put into our mind influences our ability to find joy and contentment in the present. I want to repeat that one more time because I think it's very powerful. Every single thing that we feed our mind with influences our ability to find joy and contentment in the present. You know, I've put limits on my phone to how much time I'm using on social media, which sometimes kind of backfires because it kicks out a lot of other things like text messaging and and whatnot. But that has definitely been helpful. We, my husband and I, we kind of look at, you know, what do we subscribe to? What are we paying for every month? And to see what of that is actually meaningful, is it adding value to our life? Is it actually influencing our lives in a negative way? So we have canceled certain subscriptions that we've, that we have like TV subscriptions and Um, I've also become more selective on the number of influencers or podcasts that I'm allowing to speak into my life, whether it's actually speaking through a podcast or just speaking through photos they're posting or words that they're writing, and even just like authors that I'm allowing to speak into my life, like those books that I pick up on audiobook or actual book, you all know that I'm, I love reading. And so I'm, I'm always taking in just new books, but really being super selective about what I'm allowing to speak into my life right now, because I don't want it to cloud out and clutter and distract my thinking. Second thing I'm doing is I, I haven't let go of my big dreams, but I've really started to think creatively about how to capture bite-sized versions of them in the here and now. We were at a friend's house this past weekend, and I was kind of sharing this idea in my mind of these what I like to call appetizer versions of our dreams. Because I think that a lot of people just feel like maybe it's just here in Texas, like it's go big or go home. I've got to have it all or none at all. And I think that too many people feel that if they can't have it all, they're not even going to have any of it. And I just really disagree, especially when it comes to things in life that actually light you up or replenish or restore you or revive you. For example, like, we love to travel. We love adventure, especially in our house of boys. We love the great outdoors. And as much as we love Texas, I think there's a lot outside of these big borders that we love to explore. Um, I studied in international business for a reason. I just, I wanted to travel and see and explore. But especially just with this stage of life and having younger kids, work schedules, school schedules, the pandemic, right? I'm trying to think of ways to explore and to do adventure and to do travel differently, right? To still see and experience, but maybe not how I'd imagined it to be or hope that it would be. Because I think that life and family changes things in life, but it doesn't have to change the passions or the dreams that we have. You still have to just figure out how you can capture the the joy that comes with a lot of those things planted in your heart in this specific season with where you are. So if you can't see something play out to its fullest right now, think about what would it look like to create an appetizer version of that? Maybe not as big and grandiose as you imagined, but a way that still fuels your fire in a way that still like refreshes you and restores you as well. The third thing that I'm doing is embracing rest and really learning to understand its importance. I kind of feel like rest wasn't really modeled to me as a kid. My mom, maybe she didn't have the option or she worked a lot or perhaps it's because, you know, it's all she knew. She had a mom who was widowed and raised seven kids and so rest wasn't necessarily an option 
But I've also just found this just idea in our culture of striving and we're always trying to produce and always trying to show something for our day and have this outcome or output from what we've put into our day or our jobs or the work that we're doing. And I'm starting to shift my mindset around a lot of that. And as much as I've struggled with finding value and rest and letting my mind actually be at peace, I'm now trying to shift to thinking differently about rest and letting my day be filled with more of these non-productive yet really life-giving restful things, whether this is doing yoga and actually like sitting through the yoga, um, taking a walk or just savoring my cup of coffee rather than chugging down my coffee. My husband's love language has always just been like watching movies. I do not like watching movies. I've always thought of the dozen other things that I could get done in two quiet hours. So when the kids go to bed, I don't want to just like sit and watch a movie. To me, it feels so non-productive. But I'm really starting to just enjoy that more and giving myself permission to just sit and watch a movie and enjoy something that my husband really likes to enjoy as well. And something I've really been thinking about as well lately is when I look at the life of Jesus, his life wasn't filled with hustle. It wasn't filled with crazy. It was filled with purpose-filled moments. And wherever he was at, whoever was in front of him, Whatever he was doing, he was so intentional about who he was with, what he was doing that very moment. And yes, he found moments to rest. Sometimes it was taking a quick nap. Sometimes it was retreating for days, you know, days or weeks at a time. Um, He found times to still take a nap and find just moments of solitude to just rest and reflect. So I'm starting to think that perhaps this idea of rest that I had in my mind previously, rest was for the week and that we have to keep going. I think rather rest is actually for the strong. And I think if Jesus can do it, that I think we should be able to do it too, right? We can and should allow ourselves minutes, moments, and seasons of rest in what rest was actually created to be. My next tip is that I'm finding subtle ways to be more grateful. I want to ask you this question because it's something that has been truly mind-boggling for me. When was the last time you looked straight up at the sky and watched the clouds move? Like actually just stopped when you're getting in your car or taking the kids to school or pulling into work and just looked up and watched the clouds moving. Because I have been doing so much more of that lately and it has been incredibly life-giving. And I've also realized something really astounding. They move very fast. The clouds are moving so fast. And yet there's moments in time where we feel like there's nothing happening. Everything seems like Groundhog Day. Everything feels so still. But when you take a second to look up, watch the clouds racing across the sky, they are moving so fast. And I've realized how many times I've actually missed them because I too was probably trying to move just as fast in everything that I'm doing. So whether it is pausing more as I try to capture the wonder when my kids say something silly or step back for a moment and say, capture this moment, um, or they just do something that's really thoughtful or just thinking about taking that moment to just 
hug them more often and be grateful for them rather than frustrated sometimes. Um, you know, as a family, I think we're trying to explore a lot more just small businesses to support or food to try in our own backyard. I think that's something that Oprah says in one of her books, and I absolutely love it. She says, everything I ever needed was in my own backyard. And I think that there is so much truth for that. Sometimes you just have to go looking for it. Um, lastly, I am reflecting more on how far I've come rather than fixating on how far I have to go. So really staying grounded with where I am as in looking back at where I've come from, as I look ahead to where, where opportunities might present themselves rather than seeing it as this burden of I've got to be moving faster. I remember when we had our first son. We were living in downtown Dallas at the time, and I remember picking him up. Of course, I'd probably pick him up at like 6 or 5.59, and of course, he's hungry and tired, and I remember sitting in traffic, like that standstill kind of downtown traffic, while he was screaming in the back seat as, you know, on our way home, and it would literally cause me a full-on panic attack. I remember finding myself shaking literally shaking holding the steering wheel saying I I don't know what to do I don't know what you want I don't know I don't know how to handle this I don't know if I can do this and I see myself where I am now I almost feel like I've mastered this art of knowing the cry in our house like the one that actually (laughs) means that there is truly something wrong or we'll have friends that come over or I'll meet a friend for coffee and say I'm so sorry my baby's crying or I'm so sorry I can't get her to calm down I'm like it doesn't even phase me anymore and I just think back to that moment where I didn't even know how to handle it I didn't think I could physically emotionally process that cry process that moment And now it doesn't faze me really, except those cries that I'm talking about. Um, But it's just such a good reminder of how far we've come and how it's all just a season. I once had um, Tabitha Page on the podcast. If you haven't listened to her episode on leaning into seasons of change, it is definitely one that is one of my absolute favorites, one I really recommend. I asked her how she stayed inspired and her response was so moving to me. She shared really her take on inspiration kind of in this term of seasons. And she gave this analogy that was kind of like a true analogy to how she does art, but how she uses this summer time of of her year or of her work for just gathering inspiration, taking pictures, being in the moment, being on hikes, being outdoors, using the season of fall where she sets aside for this reflection, the winter kind of reserved for this season of quiet and stillness. And I know a lot of people can relate to that winter season, that seasonal awareness disorder, that time where you feel this lull or a little bit more of quietness or darkness or solitude or anxious thoughts or a little bit of that maybe season of more of depression starts to sink in when winter comes and you're kind of hermited inside. But then she talks about what comes after that. She talks about this season of spring when she actually produces her art. She used everything that she's gathered through all of that to produce something so incredible. And it got me thinking about how many seasons I have missed the beauty in because I didn't exactly see the fruit. So, I mean, even just thinking about like a farmer, right? There is one season of harvest. For an artist, there was one season of producing art. But I think in a lot of our lives, we just feel like there's not fruit being produced. There's not fruit being produced. And so we strive and we work really hard and we just produce and produce and produce and we miss and we miss and we miss exactly where our feet are in that season. So I'm taking this lesson from uh, the artist and I'm instead thinking about not where I'd rather be, but I'm leaning into where I am 
and really trying to capture all that this present moment has to offer because perhaps if I can keep my feet grounded in the season and my eyes open to more of its wonder, I'll be ready to soar when that next season comes. And I'm pretty confident and pretty sure that the same can be said for you. So sometimes it's not necessarily where we want to be, but it's where we need to be. It's where our souls need to be at this very moment in time. And so I just want to encourage you that you don't need to stop dreaming. You don't need to stop learning. You don't need to get discouraged at the pace, but stay that course and stay grounded. Watching what you fuel your eyes and your mind with and being sure that whatever you're putting in your heart, what you're putting in your home, what you're putting in your life is good. And lastly, I just want to challenge you not to give up because there will be a moment when it's time to jump. And if you think about it as like, I'm staying where my feet are, I'm grounding them where they are, when it's time to take that leap, when it's time for that next door to open, when it's time to jump, you will be so eager and your feet will be so grounded and ready to take that launch. It will be an amazing launch. So it will be one without regrets, one where you're going to be able to take undistracted flight But until then, I think we'll stand side by side right where our feet are, grounded, hopeful, and mindful of exactly where we need to be right now. As we wrap this up, here are today's truths and takeaways in case you missed any of them in today's conversation. Number one, when we fix our eyes and minds everywhere but here, we will be everywhere but here which in turn means we actually lose twice because we're not actually there. We will find ourselves discouraged and we are actually not alive and living in the here and now missing all that this moment has to offer. Number two, watch and limit what you feed your mind with. Number three, find ways to take appetizer bites of your big dreams. Number four, embrace the value of rest more. Number five, find simple ways to be more grateful to what's around you. And lastly, as Oprah says, everything you ever needed is in your own backyard. So take a look, search there for a little bit, and ground yourself right where you are so you'll be ready to launch right when you need to. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Keep doing the amazing things that you're doing. Be encouraged, be inspired, and until next time. Bye.